Welcome back to the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. I am your host, Peter DiBiase. You guys can follow me on Twitter at DiBiasePeter, and I will follow you guys back. Make sure you guys follow everything Built in Buffalo. Like I said, Facebook, you can follow them on YouTube, the brand new YouTube channel, almost at 1,000 subscribers, Twitter, Instagram, and as well, BuiltinBuffaloNews.com for basically weekly three to four articles a week, and that's awesome. So, guys... If you enjoyed the show last week with me and uh, Adam, that was awesome. Over 130, 135 comments across YouTube and Facebook. So I appreciate the support. This week's episode is going to be a little bit differently. Um, I have a school conflict on Wednesday. So my normal time is at 7 on Wednesday. So you guys will be seeing this live on Wednesday, but it's going to be a recorded show. So feel free right now to chime into the comment section on YouTube, on Facebook. If you're watching on Twitter, hop over to YouTube and Facebook to drop a comment if you feel free to, but I, I won't be responding to because it's a recorded show. And then the following Wednesday, I will be away on spring break in Punta Cana. So that would be fun, but I will miss our show. And then the following Wednesday, we'll be back better than ever with a new co-host, seven o'clock as always. And the Buffalo Blitz will be rebranded and we'll get going right as free agency starts. So if you guys clicked on this episode for the reason, oh, one final thing, if you guys prefer the podcast version of this, Apple Podcast or Spotify, tomorrow morning, so Thursday morning, check it out on podcast, Apple Podcast or Spotify. We've been killing it lately on podcasts. So let's keep going. Let's download. Let's listen. If you guys prefer the audio version, no commercials, none of that. So that's awesome. This might not be an hour show because it's just me tonight, so it won't be an hour show, maybe 30 to 40 minutes, but I did want to give you guys my regular program that you'll be seeing at 7 o'clock. If you guys clicked on the episode, you know why. And you know what we're going to be talking about. The Combine, when you guys are seeing this, is going to be kind of get going. Um, combine's massive. It's where a many, many, many college athletes can either help their draft stock, kind of excel, or kind of hurt their draft stock. There's different things. We found out that Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama, won't be participating. There's athletes that won't be participating. But there's some athletes that are right now projected to be a seventh-round pick. But if they show out at the Combine... There'll be a fourth round pick. That's a ton more money they'll be making and probably a chance at a better shot at making the roster. So the combine is fun. It's interesting. You always got to take it with a grain of salt. That's how I kind of look at it. The combine is, you got to remember, these are, they're going through drills. They're going through workouts. They're going through all this. They're throwing the ball if you're a quarterback. Um, they're running if you're a running back. You catch them all receiver. There's nobody guarding you. You don't have pads on. Nobody's hitting you. There's no safety bearing down on you if you're a receiver. There's nobody... There's not Aaron Donald coming to, up the middle against you if you're a quarterback. We saw this happen a while. A lot of players excel at the combine. John Ross excelled at the combine. Massive bust. Zach Wilson excelled at the combine. Excelled in his pro day. Massive bust. It happens. So watch the combine. Listen to the experts. Listen to what they're saying. But remember, always go back to the tape. Always go back to what they did in college. Because at the end of the day, it's guys coming after them. It's pressure. It's with pads. It's in a real game scenario. That's going to make or break it. You know some prospects are going to test crazy. Anthony Richardson from Florida is going to test absolutely crazy. Because he has the intangibles. He has, he's he's going to run a 4-3. He's going to run a 4-3-4. He's going to be absurdly fast. He's going to be faster than some running backs and some receivers. He's going to be able to make that deep ball. But Anthony Richardson struggles at some things that the combine doesn't excel, doesn't excel won't show you. He struggles at reading the defense. He struggles at short passes. He struggles at in the pocket. You won't see that at the combine. So, guys, remember, 
Combine, grain of salt. It's fun. It's interesting. Grain of salt. So for the reason this episode, I'm going to give you guys a handful of prospects that some are talked about and some aren't talked about in the mindset of Bills fans that I think need to be, not need to be a Buffalo Bill, but need to be on your guys' radar if you are a Bills fan. We've talked about Osiris Torrance. We've talked about Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyatt, Jackson Smith-Najigwa, Jordan Addison, Anton Harrison, those guys that we won at 27. I'm not going to bring those guys up in today's episode. I'm going to bring up guys that might be a second-round pick, might be a third, or might be a seventh-round pick that I think the Bills fans and the Bills community should look at at the combine and take notes. So I'm going to give you guys a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, an O-lineman, a defensive lineman, a linebacker, a corner, and a safety. Some are projected second-round picks. Some are projected sixth-round picks that I think you guys should be looking at come this week in the combine. I'm going to skip over quarterback because if the Bills do draft a quarterback, it will be a seventh-round pick, and we can analyze that there. So it's a little different, so I'm not going to break down the quarterback. But these are players that at the combine and the draft process that maybe are not talked about enough. Maybe they are, but you should get on, on your radar. I'm going to start with the running back position. And I know, guys, before we go to the running back position, I don't think the Bills should use a first or second round pick on a running back. If they're going to go a running back, and this is why I think this guy fits, they're going to have to go a guy that's in the fourth or fifth round. You have Cooks, James Cook, who's probably going to be penciled in as an RB1. Devin Singletary is not coming back. James Cook penciled in at the RB1. Devin Singletary, excuse me, Devin Singletary. Naeem Hines penciled in at the RB2. This is a guy that I think could be that third running back if you don't want to go a veteran guy in free agency. And that is Sean Tucker of University of Syracuse. So sort of a local native, local area kid, measurables, projected 5'10", 205. He's 21 and a half years old, um, 4.54 seconds. That's his projected 40 time, which will drop him. We'll drop him a little bit. It's not as important as a running back as it is a receiver, that 40 time, but it will definitely drop him a little bit. So I think he's a guy that, you could get in the fourth or fifth round. Most people project him to be at this moment a draft projecting uh, fourth. I use NFL Draft Buzz. That's where I like to give my information. Um, eighth ranked running back, according to NFLDraftBuzz.com. Use that. It's an awesome free website with a ton of draft information. Sean Tucker is a running back that could slide in and be that third running back right away for the Bills. Don't mind me. I got my, I got my Starbucks. But he's a guy. Yo, you can't go out with your Starbucks. I'm not that big of a Starbucks guy, but he's a guy that at pick four, fifth round, go get him. He's strong, finishes well with runs, flashes the ability to get small and squeeze through traffic. He's an underrated receiver. Everything I've watched and everything I've read, he is an underrated quality receiver. He has soft hands. Um, he's good in traffic. He also has a fun Twitter game. If you guys follow him on Twitter, every game. After Syracuse game, so give him a stat line, say how he played, and we'll end it with he's just he's happy because they won or disappointed because they lost. He's a fun Twitter guy. That's obviously not why you draft a guy. But Sean Tucker, fourth or fifth round Syracuse running back. Look, will a third string running back in this system and what we saw last year be really used? No, but when Hines go, he can slide into that RB2. I think Sean Tucker in the fourth or fifth round is not a bad idea. Like I said, I'm going to go every position not side outside of quarterback. Um, he's built, strong runner, um, has good burst, doesn't have breakaway speed, 
has that quick acceleration speed, like Devin Singletary. He has that quick speed that can get into the gap, get through the def- offensive, uh, excuse me, get to the defensive lineman, get to the second level, but doesn't have the top end speed that's going to break away from a DB, from a linebacker. Sean Tucker's kind of like that. Sean Tucker reminds me a lot, and he reminds me a lot of Devin Singletary. That's not a bad replacement if he's going to be your RB3 going into 2023. I think Sean Tucker has to be on the Bills' radar. I think as Bills fans, guys, he should be on your radar. If he's not, I would be surprised if he's not. Um, he's slight Bills, not the biggest thing. Um, sometimes he's hesitant at some of the weaknesses that people have um, talked about. His speed is less than elite, like I just noted. He's not a top-end speed guy. He's not going to hit the top off the defense. But he's a guy that can get to the hole, that can make a man miss, and can do his thing. And that's why he's going to be a fourth or fifth-round pick. If he could take the top off the defense, we would be talking about him on day two. This is why some guys fall. For example, why Gabe Davis fell. The 4-5-40 time. Like four, he runs a 4-3-5. He's a second-round pick. Gabe Davis is a dang good receiver. I know people want to hash on Gabe Davis. So, Sean Tucker. Bills fans, get him on your radar. Moving down through the list of positions. Michael Wilson, wide receiver out of Stanford. This is a guy, Bills fans, get him on your freaking radar. This guy popped off. At the Senior Bowl, if you follow me on Twitter, I just did a quick little Twitter post about him. His ability to catch the ball in the air, his ability to track the ball in the air is incredible. He reminds me a lot of Gabe Davis. 4-4-9-40 time. So what does that mean? Probably won't be a day two pick unless it's the back half of the third round. Because of that 40 time, most likely will be that fourth round pick. Draft projection on NFLDraftBuzz.com has him as a fourth round pick, position rank 18th. That's criminal. Michael Wilson should be a day two pick. He's that good. Get him on your radar, Bills fans. I think this is somebody that the Bills should definitely target, someone that the Bills should be definitely interested in. And he is someone that if you're a Bills fan, you should be stoked, stoked about having him. Um, protocol, typical size, 6'1", 216, good speed, good catch range, big receiver, not oversell us where he's just a red zone threat because he can take the top off the defense, not to an extent of where they got Tyra kill. But he could definitely take the top off the defense. I think this is someone that if you're a Bills fan, you have to be interested in. I think Michael Wilson is that guy. And I would be stoked for the Bills to get Michael Wilson. Um, Large size, 72nd percentile catching the ball. Soft hands, tough. Um, He looks faster. I think he's faster on tape. I think he's in-game faster than he's going to run at the combine. He's a guy that popped off at the senior bowl. Had there's one I tweeted this video. His ability to make the catch in the air or track that ball. Some guy comedy looks like a center fielder. He might have a backup job if he needs another job as a center fielder for the New York Yankees. Because he can track track the ball with the best of them in the air. He's talented. 
He's super athletic, and he's under the radar if you have him as the 18th best wide receiver in the class, according to NFL Draft Buzz. Bills, fourth round pick. If you want to double dip on receiver, he might be the guy you double dip with. I'm afraid he might sneak into the third round, which would make it like probably not a double dip because the Bills aren't going to use a first and a third round pick on a receiver. I don't think so. You go get me like Jalen Hyatt at 27, a guard, then a tackle, and then Michael Wilson. I know it's a lot of offense, and they're not going to do that, but that would be something. So Michael Wilson is that guy. I think he's a chance that – I think Michael Wilson could be the Bills' fourth-round pick. I would be stoked for it. Get him on your radar. Get, get him ready to watch him a comment because he's not going to run that 40 time where you're like, oh, we need him in the first or second round. But his ability to catch the ball, his ability to be in traffic, his ability to go up and get the ball – He's a prototypical receiver. He's a good receiver. Doesn't have the flashing intangibles of a speedster. But I'm excited for a Michael Wilson uh, thing. 6'2". Um, let's see. What's who else we got Michael Wilson? Uh, let's see. He was all packed 12 audible mentioned. Um, smart kid. Um, he's this is, this is from NFLDraftBuzz.com. I'm quoting them. Escaping the jam. Won't be a problem with his upper body strength and quick hands. He'll help as, as a perimeter blocker in the run game. I like the sound of that. Michael Wilson, get him on your radar. Moving down the list. So the tight end position is a little interesting. I saw some mock drafts. Michael Mayer in the first round of the Bills at 27. Please, no. 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 I, I get it. We can run a two tight end set. I'm not drafting a guy in the second round around a two tight end set when you just pay Dawson Knox. And then Dawson Knox had a really good end of the year. Six straight games with touchdowns, with at least one touchdown. That's production. Did Dawson Knox have a great year? No. Did he have a solid year? Yeah. Um, a little inconsistent, a little lack of targets, a little lack of involvement in the offense from, from Dawson Knox, but I think he was pretty good. Six touchdowns in the last six games. I, I can get on board with that. This tight end, who you're on your screen right now, Cameron Latou out of Alabama. Draft projection. Sixth round. This is a guy that you use your last pick on. 4 6 2, 40 time. Not going to take the top off the defense. Most tight ends won't. He's 6 5, 250. This dude is massive. This is someone that if the Bills want to go with that two tight end set, you go with him because he's not going to give you the production in the passing game that a tight end one's supposed to give you. Or that even Dawson Knox gives you. This guy is going to be that elite blocker. Is going to be when you go to tight end sets, you don't have to have Dawson Knox block. You can have Cameron Latou be that blocker. This is someone I think the Bills should absolutely target. This is someone that the Bills need to target. And I think if you're at the combine, this guy's going to measure really well. He's going to test really poorly. And you're going to be able to get him in the sixth round. Strong hands, extremely competitive, um, great at high pointing, good burst off the snap, quick hands, a good balance again, a quick, clean release. That is someone that you want out of a tight end. Um, weaknesses: you have to develop a better feeling for sitting down against zone coverage. I think he's a, he's a good pass blocker, he's a good run blocker. I think he needs to develop more as a pass catcher. That's the perfect tight end too. I think the Bills need in this offense because you're not asking him to be that tight end one option for Josh Allen. You're asking him to be that safety net for Josh Allen as a tight end too, but then you're asking him to also block, do the things that you don't want Dawson Knox does. He's 6'5", 250. That's pretty big. Draft projection, sixth round. 
He's rated as the ninth best tight end, so he's a top 10 tight end prospect um, on NFLJobBuzz.com. I haven't made my big board yet, so I don't know where I have him. But I have him in similar range. Bills, fifth or sixth round. This is someone that you definitely should be looking at. Um, I don't think this is someone that rises off the boards, but I think this is someone that, if you're a Bills fan, you should definitely be interested in. Cameron Latou, remember the name from Alabama. Doesn't have the most production, most prolific stats. But I think he'll be a sound tight end too. Reminds me of Lee Smith. Not the Lee Smith we remember at the end of the year, end of his career at the Bills. But the Lee Smith that was solid. That was reliable for a catcher to a game. But for blocking, for run blocking, for pass blocking, that's Cameron Latou. That is Cameron Latou. And I think that's someone that the Bills should have on the radar if they're going to go tight end position in this draft. Please don't be Michael Mayer. Um, I don't think he gives you what you want in the first round. It doesn't, it doesn't make logical sense for me for Michael Mayer to be a first-round pick for the Bills. I think Michael Mayer is going to be a stud. There's nothing against like, taking B. John Robinson. There's nothing against that. There's more value than a tight end, in my opinion, than Michael Mayer in the first round. Especially with the Bills, as you with the receiver, oh, off of the guard, off of the tackle. So, final position of the offense. I group in guard and I'm grouping tackle together because I don't want to make this too long. Jarrett Patterson out of Notre Dame. Most Bills fans, if you do mock draft simulators, if you go and mock draft, if you follow Bill and Buffalo, if you follow me, this is someone that the Bills should definitely be interested in. Jarrett Patterson, 23 and a half. So he's old. He's a veteran. He's going to be 24 basically when he starts the year because he turns 24 September 1st. So when he starts with the Buffalo Bills, or when he starts his NFL career, excuse me, He'll be 24. This guy's a veteran. 6'4", 304. He's listed as a guard. Also could play the center. Draft projection, fifth round. Position ranked 20th. This is a guy that I honestly think is a day one starter. I really do think Jared Patterson's a day one starter. I think if the Bills went, let's say the, for the draft projection side of this, they took him in the fifth round. That's probably not the only offensive lineman they're taking in this draft. They're probably going to guard in the first round or Cyrus Torrance or a tackle like uh, Anton Harrison, Darnell Wright, Broderick Jones. Probably not going to get there, but those are some tackles. This is a guy, if they already established the guard and tackle position in the draft and free agency before the fifth round or fourth round, this is a guy that could be the plug-and-play, could be that rotational guard, and then come in as a year-two starter. This is a guy, guys, that also could be the replacement for Mitch Morse at the center position. Mitch Morris is going to be the 2023 starter for the Buffalo Bills. He's a very good center, but he's getting up there in age. He had concussions, so his time is running out as a Buffalo Bill. They're going to have to think long-term at the center position. Jared Patterson could be that guy. You take him in the fourth. You take him in the fifth round. He's your guy to play guard, I think, day one. I honestly think Jared Patterson could be a day one starter for the Bills. I don't know if he will be if they take him in the fifth round, but I think he could be. And then you go... Move him to center. Jared Patterson could be a steal at the draft. Like he's that good. And people have him position rate 20th, draft projection fifth round. Go get you a player like Jared Patterson. Uh good quickness, flexibility on reach blocks. Patterson has enough range to get out as a poor. Fundamentally sound and understands blocking angles, using body positioning to his advantage, displayed awareness and good intelligence. Uh this is something like a Kind of, you know, we talk about Sean McDermott. We talk about the culture. He always talked about the culture. When he came in to replace Rex Ryan, he talked about the culture. And he's built an incredible culture here. We're just missing that final piece, that Super Bowl appearance, that Super Bowl win. They won 13 games this year. So he's built that culture. Anything we've ever expected from the drought we got. 
He says, finishes and doesn't quit. Competitor with a positive attitude and leadership traits that coaches admire. That screams Sean McDermott. That screams the Bills culture. That screams Brandon Bean. Jared Patterson kind of think makes me think of Sean McDermott as that style of player, as Sean McDermott is that style of coach. Jared Patterson could be the potential steal of the draft, fourth or fifth round. This is a guy, guys, combine week, draft week, get on your radar. This is someone that I think the Bills should be very interested. That's going to wrap up the offensive side of the ball. So if to fly through this one more time, you can always go back. Sean Tucker, running back from Syracuse, someone you guys should have your eyes on. Michael Wilson, wide receiver from Stanford, someone you should have your eyes on. Cameron Latou, tight end from Alabama, someone you should have your eyes on. And then Jared Patterson, offensive guard slash center, someone on the offensive line you should have your eyes on. Let me know in the comment section, Sean Tucker, Michael Wilson, Cameron Latou, or Jared Patterson, if those guys do anything for you. Combine week, draft week, awesome. Now, defensive side of the ball. We're going to do one defensive lineman, a linebacker, a corner, safety, and then we're going to get out of here. And hopefully you guys enjoyed the combine and the show. Byron Young, Alabama defensive tackle. Someone that, when you think of Alabama, when you think of this team this past year, you think Will Anderson. You don't think Byron Young. Well, this is why... Get him on your radar. 6'3", 300 pounds. This guy is your D-tackle. Could be your D-tackle if you go in the draft. I think this is someone that, if you're the Bills, right now at the D-tackle position, you have Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, and Tim Settle. Jordan Phillips is a free agent. So this could be the cheap option to replace Jordan Phillips and be your fourth D-tackle. This could also, if you wanted to trade Ed Oliver, get some draft, draft capital. And more importantly... 10 to $11 million in cap space you would get with that Oliver, and you can use that on other things. Byron Young could be the replacement, and then you still have to get another D-tackle. Could be this for If they don't trade that Oliver, for right now he's on our team, so we're going to say they're not going to trade him, and we'll do a video, obviously, or show if they do, and anything else to do this free agency and draft. Draft projection, fourth round, according to NFLDraftBuzz.com. Position ranked 24. I think that's a little well. I still have to go through a lot of people. Byron Young. He's ready for the physicality of the NFL. Young has a stout build, strong core, and powerful limbs to step in right away as a three-down player. One, two, three. That is someone that could be a day-one starter because you don't have to take him off on run options or pass options. You can use him in a lot of different facets. This is someone that the Bills should definitely be interested in. Played with lean and leverage against the run. Tough one, man to move. Sometimes double teams too. He saw that a lot in college. Rarely goes to the ground, shows good balance. This guy's a tough guy. This guy's a massive guy. This is a guy you don't want to mess with. He's Alabama. We love you. If you don't love Alabama defensive players, I don't know what's wrong with you. I know the defense hasn't been good as of lately. They still produce NFL draft talent like crazy. Played with good leverage, even on the nose, despite average bulk. Hustle defender with a good build. Good bull rush inside that can close and get home when quarterbacks leave the pocket. He runs a five. That's not bad for a guy that is six four, six six three, three hundred pounds. Um, so he doesn't have the skill set to bend around the edge if he wound up as a D end. He'll have so he's not a D end. Basically, they're saying I don't think he's a D end. I think he projects at the next level, NFL as a D tackle. 
Byron Young is someone that the Bills should definitely get on the radar. This is someone that they should be interested in. Um, and yeah, I think he'll he's a claw gap. He reminds me a lot of Daquan Jones, and I think we love Daquan Jones. I think Daquan Jones in his first year in the Buffalo Bill uniform was awesome. We missed him in that playoff game against the Bengals. That was a slept on inactive that week that or not a healthy inactive, an injury inactive. That was probably well, that game was horrible. Does that change the game? It helps the Bills slow down Joe Mixon. Do they win the game? Probably not. They played a horrible in all three phases in all four quarters. So it doesn't really matter, but obviously he would have helped. He was a senior bowl invite, draft projection, fourth round. Byron Young is someone that if you're a Bills fan, like I said, Jared Patterson, get him on your radar on the offensive line, in the trenches, on the defensive line. Byron Young from Alabama is someone that should definitely be on the Bills' radar, Bills fans' radar, maybe as that fourth D tackle. Moving down the list of defensive players, Noah Sewell, Oregon. If that last name sounds familiar, because it should. Penny Sewell's brother, Penny Sewell, the tackle, one of the top picks two years ago in the draft. Penny Sewell, the Detroit Lions tackle from Oregon. It's actually a really good NFL career so far. This is his brother, Noah Sewell. And no, he is not an offensive lineman. He's a little smaller. He's listed at 6'2", 253. Runs a 4'5", 8". Only 20 years old. This is someone that the Bills should be looking at at the linebacker position, even if Tremaine Edmonds comes back, which Tremaine Edmonds is going to come back. I don't think Jordan Poyer does. That's a different conversation for a different day. We talked about it last week. Um, so this is someone that the Bills should definitely get on their radar. This is someone that I think is good, not great. Draft projection, third round. I've seen some mock drafts have him go in the second round. 14th ranked linebacker, according to NFLDraftBuzz.com. They also have him, like I just said, third round projection. That is according to NFLDraftBuzz.com. That's fair to me. I think this is a guy, well, if you lose Tremaine Edmonds, you might have to use a higher pick on a linebacker unless you go get the Levante Davids of the world, the Bobby Wagners of the world, um, players like that. Then you could argue. But this is a guy, I know they just used Terrell Bernard as the third, third round pick, so we haven't really seen a lot from him. Didn't really play many snaps. You don't play a lot of snaps in the Bills' nickel defense when they use Taron Johnson in the slot corner or in the nickel corner, and they only run two linebacker sets with Maine and Milano. This is a pick more you get on board with if you lose Tremaine Edmonds. You get the veteran guy, then you go get Noah Sewell, and then you can develop the linebacker position opposite side of Milano. If you keep Tremaine Edmonds, this is probably not a pick you go down, but I'm doing every position. Noah Sewell, linebacker from Oregon. High motor player. Sewell shows great enough hand use as well as tight spin move to win as edge rusher. He can also get off the edge, which is something that I think the Bills would like to see more from the linebacker's position. Good quickness, excellent understanding of angles, often beating blockers to the spot. Made Bruce Feldman, who's an analyst, freak list. And this is what Bruce Feldman wrote on his freak list. Sewell, a former high school quarterback, also had eight and a half sacks, eight and a half tackles for loss, four sacks, five pass breakups, and two forced fumbles. The 6'2", 260-pound junior has great movement skills, topping out at 20.85 miles per hour on the GPS. He also bench-pressed 425 this offseason, did 655 pounds on the sumo deadlift, and power-cleaned 345 for all your weightlifting experts that listen to the show. This guy's a freak of nature. 20.85 miles per hour on GPS sounds pretty fast to me. Sumo deadlift 655? Holy hell. Bench pressed 425. 
This guy's a freak of nature. This guy has all the tangibles to be a stud at the linebacker position. Projected third-round pick. So you're not going to have to reach for this guy. But this is a guy, guys, when I talked about in the beginning of the show, when people buy into the combine, when people excel at the combine, when people boost their draft stock from a day three pick to a day two pick or a day two pick to a day one pick, Noah Sewell could be maybe a third or fourth round pick. By the end of the combine, you could see him mid-second round. So this is a guy that the Bills could obviously just lose all interest in because there's no value for the Bills taking a linebacker in the second round, potentially, depending on the Tremaine Edmonds situation. This guy is going to be popping off of the combine. Write him down. Get him in your notes. Noah Sewell from Oregon has everything you want as a linebacker. Freak of nature. Only 20. Reminds me a lot of someone we have and someone we should bring back in Tremaine Edmonds. We're almost done here. Appreciate everyone that has listened to the Buffalo Blitz. Presented by Picasso's Pizza. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza. Awesome uh, sponsor. Let's keep going here on this recorded show we're doing, guys. Um, podcast version on Thursday morning. If you want to comment on Facebook and YouTube, please do that. And on Twitter. And then we're off a week. And then we got a brand new show. So I'm kind of a uh, brand new style of show. So I'm excited for that. And you guys should be excited for that. Let's end here. We're going to, we got a corner and then we got a safety and we'll get out of here. Ty, Tyreek, Tyree, Tyreek. I'm saying his name wrong. Stevenson, Miami. I did an NF, I did a Twitter post on him. And I saw him at the senior bowl. And a lot of people said this was holding. This was a little rough. This was too much grabbing. I don't care. I do think if the bills are going to go corner, sorry, I forgot to say he's a cornerback. I do think if the Bills are going to go cornerback position, they have their two corners locked up for the future. Trey White and Kyrie Elam, who didn't play a lot of snaps in some games, but played a lot of snaps in some other games. It was a weird situation the Bills did with Dane Jackson um, and Kyrie Elam. But when Kyrie Elam did play, he was very good. He was very aggressive. He just needed more snaps, and I expected in year two of Kyrie Elam, the first-round pick. The Bills are going to go corner in the draft. They're going to go someone maybe a little later in the draft. This guy has risen fast. A month ago, he was a fourth-round pick. Now, second to third-round pick, Tyreek Stevenson. Position ranked 10. So this guy might fall out of the Bills' radar, but I think this is a guy you should get on your radar. Six foot, 204. His length is absolutely freaking crazy. He runs a 4-4-0 projection. This guy's a freak of nature. This guy might test him test out of where the Bills are think they can get him because of other needs they need in this draft process. From Miami, long, strong enough in his core to steer receivers to the sideline side without getting grabby with his hands when playing inside technique. He'll line up in press at times where Stevenson has a quick and powerful punch. His ball skills are good, and he plays with an extremely confident and competitive demeanor. Tall frame, long arms to match with his powerful hands. This guy's a freak of nature. I think the second-round pick for Tyreek Stevenson might be too much of a reach, I project him more mid-third, early fourth, because I do think he's a raw player. I think he's really long. He's physical. He gets a little too grabby. You're going to have to see. They're going to call that at the NFL level. But if the Bills somehow can land him in the fourth round, that third corner would be awesome. I don't think the Bills go corner in this draft at all. If they do, it would be a fifth or sixth round pick. So they might have phased him. This might phase you out of Tyreek Stevenson, because I don't think it's going to be a value pick in the second or third round, or even the fourth round pick for the Bills with other needs as the receiver, O-line, linebacker, and tackle position, and safety. Excuse me, not the linebacker position, safety position. But 
Get him on your radar. Someone you should watch. Someone that I can think really could test well at the combine. And yeah, Tyreek Stevenson, Miami. I would write him down because I think this guy should be a freak. I think year one, he might not be great in the NFL. We never know with these guys. But I think he's a little bit more of a developmental project than a day one starter. Final position, someone that I made a video about a week, uh, about a month or two ago. And someone that I love. And someone that I think could be a day one starter if Jordan Poyer walks out the door, which I think he's gonna. If the Bills don't want to go safety in the first round, and the safety you probably go in the first round is Antonio Johnson. They want to go safety in the second round. Maybe J.L. Skinner. That's a guy. If you want to go safety early third round, or if you want to go third round, or maybe even the second round, this guy on your screen is your guy. Christopher Smith, the second from Georgia. NFL Draft Buzz has a late second-round pick, third-round pick of him. I project him to be more of a third-round pick. This is a guy, if Poirier walks out the door and you bring in, for example, Terrell Edmonds at the other safety position alongside Micah Hyde, go get me Christopher Smith in the third round, and I will be a happy man. This guy is a stud. 15th rate position rank, that's a little low. This is a guy that you probably can get in the third round from Georgia. You know how good their DBs are. Kelly Ringo is coming out this class. And you know how good Georgia is, back-to-back national championships. Good football awareness to read and react quickly and stay balanced and patient in space. His ball skills are very good. Smith tracks the ball well downfield and has the hands and coordination to come away with interceptions, even when Smith isn't targeted often. Has the change of direction ability to mirror underneath, but did solid work out of press and off coverage. Does a good job getting his head around in time when playing with his back to the line of scrimmage and has the ability to cover quickness underneath. I don't think Christopher Smith is going to be a star in the NFL. But I think he's going to be a pretty good player. He's going to be a reliable safety that you like. When he retires, you make, oh, this guy was pretty good. Maybe he didn't get the credit he deserved through his playing career, but you're going to remember, like, oh, I miss this guy. A guy that if when Jordan Poirier walks, because he's going to walk, that you draft in the third round, you bring in a veteran at his position, and you have that battle, and then Christopher Smith wins it. He's your safety for the future. If he doesn't, he'll be your safety the year after alongside Micah Hyde. Christopher Smith, third-round pick. Listed at 5'11", 188. Might need to get a little more weight on that. 446, 40 time. Has a good 40 time and is about to be 23 years of age. This is someone that the Bills should definitely get on the radar if they want to go safety, not in the first or second round. Christopher Smith, the second. If you go safety in first round, go get me Antonio Johnson. And I'd be okay with that. We're gonna. I'll run through the final four. Defensive players that I mentioned, just if you guys missed it, recap. Byron Young, defensive tackle from Alabama. Noah Sewell, linebacker from Oregon. Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami. And Christopher Smith, the second safety from Georgia. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. That was a lot of content. It's only going to be about 35, 40 minutes this episode. That was a lot of content. Go back and rewatch it. If you're on Facebook, YouTube, you can always rewatch it. If you miss this episode and you prefer the podcast version, you know when it comes out early Thursday morning. Apple Podcast or Spotify, check it out. Draft content is going to keep coming. I'm going to be off next Wednesday. Off next Wednesday. When is that date? Let's see when I'm off. Off March 8th. So no Buffalo Blitz Wednesday, March 8th. The following Wednesday, March 15th, new co-host, new show, new brand, Buffalo Blitz on the Built in Buffalo Network. But it's going to be a fun new style of the show that you've never seen before combine and join the combine and when we get back when you guys see me next 
we will be breaking down free agency because it will just have kicked off. It's going to be a fun couple of months here for Bills fans, the draft, free agency. But hopefully I give you guys a taste into the combine, some draft players that I think at each main position that the Bills potentially could be looking at in this draft could be targeting that maybe are not on everyone's radar. Maybe they are. Maybe you're just that good at draft. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Follow me on Twitter at Peter. Make sure you follow everything Built in Buffalo. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Drop a like. Drop a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Built in Buffalo. Follow us on Twitter at Built in Buffalo and BuiltinBuffaloNews.com. This is going to do it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. I'll see you guys in two weeks with an all-new Buffalo Blitz. I'll be back March 15th at 7 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Thank you.